Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Nerdtastic in 3D, episode number 47. Cuatro siete. We're getting close, close to that number 50. You practiced that, didn't you? That was for Sean. Nerdtastic in 3D is an entertainment industry podcast full of entertainment industry professionals talking about anything and everything that we find entertaining and or professional. professional. My name is Jason (laughs) Carter. I'm Jack Eckler. I'm Josh Sabrat. Adam McFarland. Mm. I'm impressed that you remember that speech every damn time. I, I, it just hit me now. That I looked over. I'm like, you're we on. Ball. An you're on. <laughs> you're on the ball, sir. I'm not gonna lie. I might have forgot it. You this know what? Time. You know what else I remember? Word podcast of nerds. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else I remember is thank you for calling Video City, home of the 99 cent new release. My name is Jason. How may I help you? Oh, which part? Which part is the hardest that for you to remember? The Jason no, part. No, no. <laughs> Did you ever just? Did somebody called and you just like hello? Hello. Welcome. I know. Sometimes they would call and I'd be like, in a world. In a world. Josh, whole show again. Exactly. For a fan. That would just kill my throat, I think, if I did that. So let me me start the show by saying. Welcome (laughs) back, everyone. Yeah, we're welcome back. And if you're listening to this show, you're obviously doing it right. Because this week, me and Josh, this last week, were riddled with former friends uh, in the gaming community about how they could not access the show via iTunes. Uh, my our trusty legal team and network support, aka aka Jason Carter has assured me it lives on iTunes. Jason, do you want to talk about what I, <laughs> the changes and what and how this is going to affect the future of not nerdtastic? I, I should have just left it. But like our our IT department and legal team has assured me the it's fact there. You said legal team. Market, the market, marketing got into it a little bit, I thought. <laughs> exactly. I thought they had the conversation a little bit. I would love to talk about this. Uh, so first, big shout out to uh, the people who uh, actually gave us the feedback. Thank you so much. Please continue to do so. We want the show to be uh, listened to by people. And if it's not accessible, <laughs> then... If people can't, let your dogs listen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, really, just click the auto-download thing so we can get those uh, subscriptions up. <laughs> So uh, we get nothing. <laughs> something somebody might have noticed is that uh, approximately two months ago, three months ago, we switched over our uh, titles of our episodes from episode number something to something a little bit more descriptive about what we're talking about. The uh, that was a, a suggestion from somebody about hey, you know, if somebody wants an added glance of what this episode's about, that's what titles are for, not just an episode number. So we ditched the episode number, and uh, and they sort of got messed up in how they were. Um, being actually uh, displayed in uh, the the podcast app on the iPhone. Uh, however, uh, if you actually go uh, down into the Nerdtastic in 3 podcast, so if you go to search and you go to uh, podcast, this is on iTunes. Nerdtastic in 3D, and this is the podcast app specifically right now. And you look for our, our actual podcast and you click on it, not the listing of the episodes from our show, but the actual podcast app itself. It will then list. Every single episode in chronological order, regardless of title. 
That being said, for those of you who are still haters out there, we are now including the number <laughs> of the episode back in there. And that is a special shout out actually to Dan Camp, who is not a hater, but gave that suggestion. I thought it was great. So I put it back Thanks, in there. Dan. Yep. Dan, you're awesome. Thanks for liking my movie, Dan. Actually, Yay. while we're on the topic of Dan, I have a story to share. <laughs> oh, that's right. I like this story. So Have I heard this story? Josh. You have. And... Josh and I, I was a little slow getting to f- be able to finish Halo 4, the campaign. And I finished it, and I immediately hit up Josh, and we c- started comparing and talking about the story. Don't worry, no spoilers. We won't give anything away. But we were a little bit confused. Halo dies at the end. That's what I heard. Halo dies. <laughs> Halo dies. <laughs> Halo. The character It was dies. the mother. <laughs> so, uh, so Josh sends me this explanation, and I'm like, where did you get this? So our friend Dan had given a nice explanation of what he had compiled as, as part of the story. But that's not important. Understand how crucial this story and world is to Jason. This this is what this made is it better to me because I know Jason. This is big. This is huge to him. <laughs> he plays this game probably only to get the storyline yep. out of what the developers have done. That's his main focus. Yep, definitely. That's what the game should be. So Dan, Dan is similar in that he loves the story because there's a very rich story there. So Dan is playing with uh, a group of people. Josh, I believe. He played with me and he was playing with Pete and Mark. Like Right. And so you're playing Legendary Co-op, yes. which, side note here, if we didn't mention it before, 343 Industries took each uh, difficulty level and ratcheted it up. So the normal is now the what was the old hard, and hard is what was the old legendary. And so legendary is some new punishing thing that hasn't ever been you know, I think done Josh, before. Josh explained his experience <laughs> playing uh, solo. Yeah. <laughs> Solo-wise, you just cannot do that. I don't know. I'm, I'm working through it. Yeah, you're working through it. It's taking you a long time, I'm sure. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Lots of <laughs> lots of, lots of readings. So um, you guys are playing through it on Legendary, and so it takes a long time. A long time. So you end the final mission, and Dan is... Is that, is that when Halo dies? Yes. <laughs> and so Dan is sitting in his living room. He's tell, he's tell us the story, and it's it's he gave us permission to tell on the podcast. Uh, so Dan is sitting in his living room, and he has been uh, ne- needed to pee for the last hour, and it's take and it's taken him an hour and a half to beat this level with all these guys, and so Dan is sitting there really bad has to pee. I'm pretty much envisioning him doing a mocap pee pee dance in his living room. He's probably got the back sweats. And um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're gonna get him. You're you gonna get him. So, so again, the story is crucial here. So Dan, much like me, he cannot miss the story. He cannot miss it. But he has to pee really bad. So he reaches for a big gulp. That's right. And he starts doing his thing. And the best part is his son is taking a nap on the couch next to him. Oh, yeah, because it's like 1.30 in the morning. I picture him going, okay, the cup's not empty. Damn it, i got to finish this. And he did say, he did say he had three thoughts. One, I hope to God my wife doesn't come down. Two, I hope I don't fill up this cup. And three, thank God I get to watch the story of Halo <laughs> 4. <laughs> that is dedication. Yes, it Dan, dedication. I feel your dedication and well done, sir. Now, was that the story, you, that the finale? Because I thought you were going to go the route of, which I this side story I found really funny was that, so Jason loves this, that he had to go to Dan and be like, hey, I don't know what happens. And Dan's simple response was, well, he wrote a long response. And <laughs> yeah. Jason going, my my God, Dan, how the hell do you know? All the, I, I played the same game you did, and I'm probably more obsessed. Why don't I know this? Dan's like, well, I don't know. I went to the kiosk on every level, and Jason was like, huh? 
Yeah. Oh, there's a kiosk that no, tells no. you a story? There's I little <laughs> terminals. I knew they were there. I just decided to skip them because I wanted to get to the you story. You never skip anything. <laughs> Apparently, You're they the were You're the one crucial. that runs around every and level gets and gets and yeah, like whatever. And the hidden apples. And I, what's what, in that game? Why did Coins? you decide this time to just not do that? I to Luigi help. My <laughs> usually my de facto thing is when I'm playing a game. If there's a story driven game, I will play through the campaign to get an idea of the story, and then go back and start getting collectibles and stuff. The difference here is that apparently a good chunk of the story is revealed in these things you're supposed to. Now, get are you to. stopping at them now? Yes. Or do you have time to playing in Legendary? Uh, yeah. I mean, the one thing that I do love about the Halo games is. I am not a big game, a big fan of games that have continual spawners. So, oh, like, okay. you know, I want something to know that I have an end. You don't want to be forced out of an environment. No, absolutely okay. not. Right? Like, if I know there are twelve guys in here and I can eventually pick off all twelve, that's great. And that's what Halo does really well. Versus the hey, I pick up these twelve and then you know you have thirty seconds before a new wave starts coming. Right, right. I don't. That's not. I don't love that as much. I don't love that as so much. So speaking of Halo. It did not make a billion dollars. <laughs> no, but you know what it did? But you know what it did? Black Ops 2 made a billion dollars in under a month. Can we can Which we actually isn't that – it's not that big of a surprise because $500 million in its first first week, right? Yeah. Can we officially yeah, it call it Blops? Blops 2. Blops, Blops, Blops 2. I'm a busy man. Blops 2? Blops part 2. Part, 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 part de. Yeah, it grossed a billion dollars – in 15 days. What so just over two weeks. That's a good question, dude. Well, here the, the one thing, too, we talked about last time was uh, Halo is one console. Black Ops is, yeah. you know, PlayStation, Xbox, Wii, no. Wii U. And there's all three different editions of Black Ops. The regular, the hardened, and then that big-ass fucking... Helicopter. Helicopter one. Now, Halo on. did have an extra, you know, one, too, but it wasn't near, they didn't have three. So, A, Black Ops has... <clears throat> three other systems that it can be played on and another version that you can buy. So, of course, it's going to make a shit ton more money. Now, to give money. a comparison, so Avatar made a billion in 17 days. <laughs> and Modern Warfare 3 did it in 16. What do, are they shooting for 10? Are they shooting for the 10-day mark? Can, here's can we get a two, billion? Here's two other differences. Uh, Avatar went all the way to $2.8 billion. To- total sales. Total box office. I don't know about DVD sales. That's box office. Um, Blops two will not get anywhere close to that. Nowhere no, close. It no, will no. not. It will. It'll probably go maybe. You buy it. 1. You own 2, it. Maybe one point yeah. three. I guess we won't know till the end of the year when the next Modern Warfare comes out. Here's the difference. There's been one Avatar. There's a there's a Modern or there's a Call of Duty every year, and every year shatters records, beats the one before it every single year. I think and like that's we, impressive. Well, it's impressive. We've talked about it on the show. It has made more than any it other is. entertainment franchise ever. Has it really? Oh, it's more than Star more than everything. I don't my under- actually my know if that's accurate. I don't I don't know I if it's earned more in its lifetime. Has. Because I know that both Star Wars and the Cars world in merchandising have done gangbusters. So I don't know about its lifetime reach. I do know that it is the h- highest performing if you look at all of the different products <laughs> that are out there. Like, each one has been consistently the highest-performing entertainment product of all time since, like, Modern Warfare 2 or something like that. What I find funny is that they don't yeah, – I, I joke about – I was joking with somebody the other day about this. If they – if Disney was smart, <laughs> they would buy them, <laughs> and they would capitalize on the significant lack 
of merchandising that Activision has done with this series. I mean, honestly, all you guys, outside of like the the, the sleeping pants you see once in a while, like at Kohl's, Literally, like from a merchandising standpoint, you know, I'm, I'm I'm, the boxers you see. I'm, I'm, from point, time to time. I'm, I'm pointing out the things you see. Honestly, how much how much actual here's the thing, Call though, of Duty here, like stuff have you ever seen? The, you wouldn't buy it though. What's the maybe? What's the I don't uh, know enough profitable? What's the iconic thing that people are latching onto with it? Like like Nothing. Halo's got Master Chief. Cars has Lightning McQueen. Like like yeah. Who and, the, and, who the <laughs> what what character? Why that, that to to exactly what Adam's saying and to too anything that does big merchandising and stuff like that is aimed at kid based. You get that you know Cars does that because you know you're not buying something for you. You know, know Star Wars isn't necessarily aimed at kids, but it's got a much. I mean, but like it's Star got a Wars much is younger iconic. audience. Yeah, it started as you know an iconic thing in the eighties, and so now as that goes on, that is a you know that's a following. That is I'm a, all you about nerds you out there. Josh target. knows that it was 77, so just shut up. Oh, I'm sorry, yes, 77. <laughs> I just think you could still target items. I think you could target not necessarily something directly for kids, even though I think you could come up – if you gave it to the, the machine that is Disney or Mattel and said, hey, we want to create – and this is what would happen. I just don't know why they haven't done it. They walk in and say, hey, here's our pitch. We're Call of Duty. We make this much a year. We want a toy line based around our product. What do you think? And I think they could get very creative with coming up with toys. This would be like if you want like the the what's it McFarland toys like the that kind of like would you go that kind of or would you be like plushies no, 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 like no 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 like a I think you could go onesie. like I think you could go play sets with like little toy guns and shields like the the ride shield stuff I think you could you do can fun totally do stuff that, like but that but you can't you have no I you have no mar- it's not marketable to the people that are going to buy it I just think they can make money they're not making it it's, you I'm you surprised. you can you can sit there and manufacture it but it's not going to sit there and be this giant. Um, <clears throat> blockbustering selling item because, like I said, the reason why you know GI Joe did it is because there was a cartoon. It was something that kids watched. It was something that kids. This grew is up something in. people are playing. But I think it's I'd something people are playing. But it's a game. Yeah. Yes, so but it's also a, and it's a yearly thing. Here's it's the also difference. Adult. The difference is, Call of Duty has one thing that it sells. One, and that's probably the best gameplay out there. Right. That's what it sells. It has nothing else that it sells. There's no memorable characters. There's no story. Because why? Because a good marketing team's not sitting there trying to. Make no, I'm, it I'm happen? talking about the games itself. Forget right. forget about right. what creativity could be put into marketing. Look at the game itself. I think the first Modern Warfare one and two had enough like soap and MacTavish. Like those were characters that that were in both. Of those Do you games. think if you went up to an average person right now and they and you said point to give here's put no. them a bunch of cards point to soap they could point to them. No, not there's no all. memorable character. No, but I'm saying I'm saying in the world of the game itself, which Star Wars like like everybody's seen it because it's been around forever. Mario, everybody's seen it because it's been around forever. So Mario is a memorable character because the game has been marketed and and it's been expanded into the public's eye more like sure like call of duty just isn't that because unless you play the game you don't know like right because I think they there make, isn't marketing i think that's getting it out there but if they go to the right items like the jeep when black ops did that jeep for I, that was the dopest like it, yeah. it was dope the price point into it, was cool. yeah, it, it was cool it was cool it was cool as hell looking if you saw it but anyways my thing would be if i walked to a store and i made this a thing josh maybe because i'm older but that to me could be part of their branding which i just don't think they do well which is i'm gonna go buy a tent we're going camping I get sent out to buy the family tent, and I walk down the aisle, and there's a sweet call. call there's a sweet Call of Duty tent that's doing the next thing. I I might being a fan, yeah. being one of the people who contributed to the one billion dollars yeah. this made in 15 days. I might go sweet if my kid's with me, who's nine. Yeah, I guarantee you 
he's going to want the Call of Duty 10. Guarantee it. Yeah. If he's three, yeah. no. Sure, he's not playing it, and, and that's not going to be the target audience. I think probably, what is it, probably 10? 10 or 11 is probably when these kids, Start the majority of the kids who get on this game up, are going to walk down the aisle and see that tent and be like, that's cool. Or I want the knife and the compass. Oh, I, yeah. want, oh, I want the Call of Duty see, one. That's, that's awesome. You just said something interesting, which is I actually think extends to all first-person shooters that are popular, which is the core. your core audience is somewhere in the 12 to 40 range right now, I think, right? right? Like that's You get people from all over there playing. Someone who's twelve years old is not necessarily going out and buying action figures. Maybe, but like no, you're starting to get to this range where yeah. you're you're a preteen, and so uh, I don't know that preteen boys are out there buying, you know, toys. Like I actually don't. I don't know this for a fact, but I I don't see a ton of Halo toys being sold. I see them branded on a lot of stuff, like Mega Blocks and stuff, but. It's not like they have this crazy huge section like cars is always on everything. Oh, I don't think they're going to make what yeah. cars make some merchandising because cars Maybe, can hit I mean, there is the angle. one-year-old up. Obviously, Call of Duty's not going to do that. My angle is, there is a market. Our, our age group that they're not targeting to, which I thought they did decent with that Jeep. I thought that was actually yeah. pretty neat. Is is targeting items like that? I think, so you I think, think you it's marketable, figures. It's I don't, I don't marketable think not to that. kids? I think you would have to do things like the ba- like simple, like the bag of army men you could still buy, a Call of Duty version bag of army. You know what I mean? Very generic because you guys are right. The, even there the is no character. You, you can do there that. There is no character. You are literally using, which is the power of this game at this point in it's my opinion. Name. To us, name. To, to us, it is, uh, to, to me it's gameplay. And Jason, yeah. you, you can yeah. see that. But in, at the end of the day, what I don't think they're cashing in on is the name sure. on the simplest things, like the bag of army men yeah. that I loved as a kid at the yeah. youngest age. Yeah. And I see so you, I see what you're saying. You're not trying to sell the Call of Duty games. You're trying to sell abso- the Call of Duty abso- brand. Absolutely. That yeah. makes, that and makes I, more and sense. I, and, I, and I'm actually – that's what I'm saying. I'm yeah. surprised about yeah. That, that, they, that they really haven't tried to make s- that more lucrative, I guess. I can I see know. that too, but I, I also see it being difficult. You know, it, 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 when you have sure. that, you know, when you have that game, you know, uh-huh. you, you have a select people that know about it, you know, and it's it is not everybody. So, yes, if you have a bag of army men and one is labeled, you know, <clears throat> green army guys, generic, and then you have the Call of Duty one, most likely the Call of Duty one's going to be more expensive because they're going to up, you know, you have this brand. And then it just becomes a the the conversation of is this company now selling out are they doing the the thing of they're putting it on everything it's going to be on a slurpee cup it's going to be on this you know they partner with mountain dew they partner with this this they, this, com- this company activision i guarantee doesn't give a shit about that because this game as a game is going to dude if they, if i walked down an aisle and it was the call of duty out okay me personally i yeah. would smile big no matter yeah. what the hell they put it on yeah but i i think in general though at the end of the day, it's still a game, Jay, right? That's their main bread and butter. I think regardless if, if whatever the definition would be selling out, I think the game would still sell, and they'd make their money there. I'm just saying I'm surprised. You're missing a few hundred million I'm surprised maybe that they aren't selling out. I guess that's my biggest thing because even Halo, like you said, I go down the Lego aisle. They own a good – at the Target by, by me, they own a good section hmm. of – Mega blocks, dude, that are all Halo, and even on the action Which figure aisle, they own action figures, so and they he, must be selling something. But the thing is, too, I think when it comes to that, as opposed to Call of Duty, Halo is a fantasy. 
It's a space fantasy thing so you can get away with these kind of, you know, fighting and killing people. Well, now, right. when you get into Call of Duty, then it's like, you know, it's literally the G.I. Joe thing. It's like you didn't see G.I. Joes killing each other. You saw them, like, solving things and, yes, maybe, like, shooting a fight. You didn't see anybody getting shot. They took – but the, the problem with that, though, is Halo – okay, so, so if this is the market and the pool they could pull from, and if you're watching the video, if I get this up on YouTube, <laughs> my hands are spread pretty wide. Halo, though, if you're going for marketing, we're saying, okay – because it's fantasy and stuff, we're now targeting to this with kids. O- outside of the maybe the, the sideshow collectible act- like statue you can get or the replica pulse rifle, what I'm getting at is that Activision could keep their hands this wide and hit the little kids with the army men. Yeah. Could go to REI and say, hey, we want to do this for – and they could they, like, they what's could your, play it what's up a really to great tent you're going to sell? Well, they, okay, they, we'll call the we're, call we're doing you know we're doing this for the you know we're we're doing proceeds like what they did with COD XP. They could do we're going to for every ten dollars of this we're going to give money to the veterans you know, of the America, veterans of America. America. But we want to do a Call of Duty line of survival gear. How's that sound? I just I feel like they could hit such a broad audience because they, it is a kind of like I'm uh, they, they I'm with you know. on everything other than the kids stuff. I don't think Call of Duty kids stuff would ever sell Neither even like I. branded. But I think everything else. I think your idea of a Swiss Army knife that's branded Call of Duty. I think that's brilliant. I think it's a great idea. You're selling a brand. I think, I think Call of You're Duty. Selling, kids yeah, stuff I, and, I, and I and I completely I agree with it. you too. But the thing is, the other company has to be on board. Call, you know, Call of Duty. They're not going to sit there and pay. To be on the Swiss Army now. Oh, no, no, I'm not saying they're not. Obviously, obviously, something. My genius idea. I'm sure somebody's not listening to from Activision going, "Holy shit, we, we can make that. money on merchandise." No, the only reason they're not is because they can't find it on iTunes. Yeah, <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> they didn't. We click lost the button and make some calls. We lost Activision. No, obviously, a few ago. obviously, there's there's something that you know I don't know. I'm just throwing this out there. There's obviously something I don't know, or they found that the you know the, their money is their money is making it in this game. They made a billion dollars. Maybe their whole thing is, you know, we don't need to go into merchandising. Like, you know, Jeffrey at DreamWorks says all the time, we don't need to distribute. We can let somebody else do it. We're not going to make tons of money. Well, it's a good why, point why because there's money involved in researching that stuff. You know, you have to have teams of people and legal people getting involved in us working with contracts with this company and branding it here. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff involved in that. There's a lot of labor, a lot of cost involved in that. So it could very well be. Look, the one thing we do incredibly well is crank out pretty much print money with this thing. Why change now, that? Now they up? have done stuff though, Activision owning World of Warcraft. They ha- World of Warcraft has done branding. And if you go down aisles, I don't know if it's Mega Blocks, but they do have some action figure sets and then they actually have action figures. Now it's a fantasy thing. And again, too. a fantasy thing. That's no, why I, and I think get that, really but, how you can get away but with it. But I wonder if that's a case point for them because I'm trying to think and you guys help me out, like other Activision games that they've tried to cash in on the a toy or an item other than Call of Duty doing the Jeep thing. And I'm not sure what that was about, but maybe they just maybe they just realized that, hey... It was a stunt. I think that was more of a market. I do think stunt. we should change the name of the podcast to the Call of Duty versus Halo podcast. <laughs> it does come up a lot. It does. Oh, it's always going to come did up. It come up early early in me and Jason. Did it come up early in the year? I'm sure it probably No, did. of course it did because... Because we've only been doing it like, hey, I don't know if you guys saw that new teaser. You know, we yeah, like we we like first person shooters on the show. Yeah. If you if you didn't know already, it's people are starting to call them fibs. So, Superman trailer came out this week. Yeah. yeah. And it, I don't know about you guys. I I mean, Josh, I was blown away. Yeah. Like Same you can here. see Nolan's touch. Now I'm I'm sure Zach did a great. And it's going to be amazing directed. But to me, that's funny that you say that. Every dark. Undertents to me look like if uh, in our at our at DreamWorks when um, Homeboy comes in the cinematographer starts touching stuff and all of a sudden our blacks get 
really black? Fister. No, Fister. Uh, no, no, no. no, no. Uh, um, Deacon. Deacon. Uh, yeah, De- uh, Deacon, who's a very famous uh, cinematographer, comes in, and, and I love him because he comes in and it's like, wow, this movie's awesome. And then it just gets a little darker. And the colors get a little darker. And to me, when I was watching this trailer, all I could see is like, this is why I loved Batman Begins. He took a badass comic book character and made it a little darker and a little more real. I don't know. That that was my take. I don't know, Jason. Oh, it's just funny you say that because I I also was very entertained by it, and I was like, all right, hey man, cool. I want to go see this for sure. But I, I did not have that reaction about Christopher Nolan. For me, I felt like I really saw Zack Snyder in it, mm. not Nolan. Like I felt like, oh man, yeah, that shot very similar to X shot in Three Hundred or whatever it may be. Like I I really was like, yeah, that's a Zack Snyder film, and I want to go see it because of that. I did, well, I can see that what you're saying is, but the tone. Yeah. So now I mean, you can I sit there and do shots. You, on, you yeah. can do shots and stuff like that going like, okay, the fast slow-mo thing. You know, Zack, Snyder, Zack Snyder's you know, famous for that stuff. But that overall, like, seriousness of the tone of the movie is a very Nolan yeah. thing. The funny thing is, like, I've got this just huge skepticism for trailers as a general. It's just as a whole. Because, like, the fact that a lot of the times – because I had a friend that edited trailers <laughs> and they just were a company that was hired – they were they were given footage and said make a you know a sixty make a thirty make a ninety make a two thirty and they tell you what tone they want and they tell you like a very rough thing but it's cut not by the people that cut the movie it's not no, no, you know no. I don't know exactly how like if you know Snyder gets a say and stuff I'd be surprised I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't get a say in any trailers he I, may I know for us it's the distribution company so yeah. in our case like for Guardians it was uh, Paramount handles that for us right and so that's like this crap this like like. We've all gone into movies based on a trailer, and I don't. I'm honestly, I'm not like Zack Snyder attached. You know, Christopher Nolan. I'm not worried at all. Like, I don't have concerns. I'm going to go in and see. I'm going to pay to see it in IMAX and whatever the biggest, greatest it is. Um, but I just always have this skepticism now of trailers because I'm like, you get so pumped for something. You're like this movie looks so awesome. Like Drive. Thought that was going to be a fucking driving movie. <laughs> Turns out it's not. Ten minutes of driving in yeah. the first. Like like that's how it, in the beginning. Like <laughs> clearly, the people cutting that together were like, "Okay, this movie's slow, so it's not going to get a lot of people in. What we need to do is just show the driving scenes. That'll get the first weekend, and then we're did golden." You, did you feel that same way about seven? You walked in and go, "It's called." Okay, li- listen. Well, there's not a number seven in this whole damn movie. I didn't see a trailer for seven. I just, uh, you know, <laughs> it's called the bait. But and needless switch. to say, I, this came up. Jason and I were I aming today, and uh, uh, he brought up because you were like. How did it come up that you were like, I'm a Zack Snyder? Or- you said you were skeptical of trailers, and I said, yeah, it doesn't matter. For me, it's the filmmaker that makes it. So, like, absolutely, having seen 300. And then, but then I, what I did was I brought up the other movies that Zack Snyder did. Yeah. And you hadn't you didn't I haven't like, seen. Didn't like Watchmen. Hadn't seen Sucker Punch. Yeah. I, now, I will say I didn't ball, necessarily like Watchmen because of – I mean, I thought the visual style was really great. I just didn't – it. The story, it was like the story. His story, and it was way overhyped, and that's not just you. Yeah. That's it was in general. It was really overhyped. That movie so, that's had a big. I mean, that had a, that would have done a lot I, of baggage with the, you know yeah. the Watchmen name. To and I've seen that. I've seen pieces of Sucker Punch, but not the whole thing. And again, the visual style is stunning. So for me, honestly, even if I hadn't seen those yeah. three hundred alone, yeah. I would see any Zack Snyder movie. Visually, I thought Sucker Punch should have won the yeah. Oscar. Oh yeah, for best visual effects, I as opposed that, to yeah, Hugo. I literally, nah, I'm sitting, I was Huga. sitting, sucker punch, I was sitting in the theater, like, just like, <laughs> it was, I, I don't know if, if Universal turned it up maybe two notches also, because it was like, it literally was like me and two friends, and it is one of the biggest 
like just spectacle, like just you're not going to walk away with like, wow, that was a really moving story, or that was a really yeah, like yeah. you're just going to walk away going like, fuck. Yeah, me, <laughs> me, uh, me, Josh and Fennel saw that. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's it, 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 in our theater. It felt really loud for some. Yeah. Dude, it, it was, was fucking. It was ridiculously. Hell, and I, I the soundtrack's awesome too uh, in that yeah, movie. Yeah, today which I watched, really I watched a uh, little like cause I was, I was looking up what else Zack Snyder did just to make sure I, you know, and I actually haven't seen Dawn of the Dead in a while. Now that I knew. It was Zack Snyder directing it. Is that the one with Big Ving Rams? I think so. It's one of the, the the Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead. One of those is Zack Snyder, and he did it before 300. Okay. And I haven't seen it since 300. Like, now that you kind of, okay, now you filter it through some eyes. <laughs> but anyway, so I watched a behind-the-scenes thing about uh, Sucker Punch, and he was just like, we just wanted to tell a visual story. Like, he was like, it very was clear, like, this is just going to be a visual, very powerful, like, visual movie. Like, I'm not looking to... You know, get you swept up in this. Well, see, which is different than what when you decided to take on a Superman oh, film, which absolutely. has a legacy and a history that you know a lot of people are going to judge you. Yeah. And it's funny for him. I mean, I I wonder what his decision making was because the article I read. I don't know if we talked about it last podcast, but about the Star Wars franchise and the directors. Did we talk about that, or was that a side thing I talked about at lunch? You mean the new ones or the old ones? No, the new ones and how they had talked to. Tarantino, they talked to Snyder, oh, yeah. and they we, talked to. Oh, wow, we talked about that for like a second. But, but they, yeah, when they talked to Snyder, he basically his, his comment was was really interesting. He just is like, "I'm a huge fan. I think it's amazing. I'm I'm happy they're doing this. I don't want that pressure <laughs> yeah. in my life." Yeah, that's he's like serious. to take on that franchise is you know, and that's what made me think. I wonder if he had the same kind of thing of they're like, "Hey, we want to give you the new Superman." You're like, "Oh crap," you know, "Hey." But it's like, hey, Can we're also going to give you Christopher Nolan. Well, like, then, then, yeah, then, do you smile a bit then? Yeah, or then do you go like, like I would love to see. And obviously, does the Inception is, music play? Yeah, <laughs> I did see somebody cut a trailer that was just all the industrial war warbly. It was just like every movie that's used that in the past, whatever. And it was like this, and you're just like, yeah, it is kind of in everything now, huh? <laughs> but anyway, like I want to know, I want to know like the division of response. Like, okay, Zack Snyder, uh, he's a very huge, and he does have a very very uh, distinct vision on things and I think is probably a very, very driving force. But Christopher Nolan is a fucking huge name that that I can't imagine. Like, that conversation where if there was a disagreement on set or, like, in some creative meeting, like, where does the buck stop? Like, how does that... <laughs> my my guess yeah. is, being a Warner Brothers film and Warner Brothers working with Nolan almost exclusively, Yeah, my guess, this is just a guess, Zack Snyder, Jack Snyder was on it, Yeah, was doing it, the execs, knowing how the last Superman did, were like, "We really need well, to bring in well, somebody to." You know who's not doing anything? <laughs> Let's just send him down to set. Zack yeah. Snyder, though, is like linked with Warner Brothers too. I but actually, I'm just guessing I, I they was, pulled the card and he just was my neighbor. Up. He was my, my uh, office neighbor uh, when I worked. Why there. didn't you just grab onto those coattails? I was trying my, to. Uh, <laughs> so fucking slippery. Like, What's up, dude? <laughs> how you doing? We high fived in the bathroom. No, we didn't. <laughs> Did we underneath know. the stall I'll with your foot tapping? Tell. My yeah. one one negative uh, thing is, I, I don't know. I don't have a solution, so I feel bad bringing up negative things without a solution. But I just don't know in today's uh, climate if you can have a caped superhero and take it seriously. So I saw I saw the trailer and like I was really into the footage and stuff. And you see him wearing the cape, and there's just something that breaks it. It's like ah, oh, he's in a hmm. cape. Like I, now, does I it break know, it the same way? That it broke when we all went and saw the the three peat of all the Batmans, how the entire theater erupted the first time he busted out into that voice. 
did it lose it the same way? Like how that voice loses it for me. I don't but know. After that, after the college humor thing, but the cape doesn't do it. Batman did it for me. Was the college humor thing? That's why I laughed when I heard his voice the first time. The Batman cape thing to me is it's a uh, device. You know, he uses it. Like he, it can whatever. It takes the form and he can fly yeah. with it. It's like a glider. Like it's a it's a thing. It's one of Batman's toys. Like Superman, it's it's I, hides I, his saggy butt cheeks. Su- <laughs> <laughs> Superman, it's iconic. <laughs> But it's uh, fact. It's not necessarily functional. Feel free if some geek out there wants to correct me on that. But it's just I see that and I'm kind of like, ah. yeah. But there's no way in the hell you. Can He's get rid the of it. most. I agree. I agree. That's why I say. I, that's why I say I feel bad bringing it up because there is no solution. You can't get rid of it. But I also wonder if like. Same thing with Thor, isn't there? In Thor, he's wearing a cape at one point. And that's kind of yeah. like, ah. well, it's like a robe. It, it fits his. Three hundred. They're wearing capes. Three hundred is awesome. <laughs> okay, they're no, fucking you know men and they need the cape. You know what it is? Here it is. You can pull off a cape. They're if, wearing thongs. Yeah, it's, <laughs> if you're wearing any uh, underwear and cape, works. <laughs> and they I love cape so, and anything else. No. I love the new logo. Well, there's a couple ah. things I loved in the trailer. I loved the new logo at the end. I thought that was pretty badass. And I loved, actually, it's it's such a small part, and and, and it's one of Jocelyn's distant family relatives. But I love that old oh. Uncle Kevin, <laughs> Kevin is the dad. Yeah. I don't know why, yeah. but I felt like I like that they brought a pretty decently sized actor to play an important yeah. role. I, this was one of those Kevin. like, like they always. I, I didn't watch any of the um, Uncle Kev. Uh, Josh really knows what's the Superman TV thing. show. Uh, Smallville. Smallville. I didn't watch Smallville, so I don't know how much that went to the backstory of of Superman. But I love. Well, his dad was a. Oh, good old boy. Right. But, Never like, uh, the, the, no the backstory where, like, he saves the bus full of kids, and the, there's a conversation. It's, like, yeah. 10 seconds where Kevin Costner's like, that maybe you awesome. should have let, like, maybe yeah. you shouldn't. Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> that's some dark evil shit, like, and that's, that's the like, tone. Like, in order to protect your own self, to, you should have let a bus full of children to die. Me, to that's, me, that's, that is what Smallville deals with. A lot of that kind that, of. That, yeah, absolutely. That, absolutely. That Smallville is... Is super is Clark Kent as uh, growing up and basically having to deal with life as an adult and making moral decisions like that? Oh. Like, hey, I have all this power, you but should to, I? Yeah, exactly. You, we, we as your parents are trying to protect you, and more damage could come from this and to your loved ones if people find out who you are. To that extreme, though, I don't know if that kind of conversation. That's pretty. That was pretty shitty. CW effects. Because that yeah. was a no, that was, was a Nolan moment. For no, me. there was definitely it was definitely big subject matter in Smallville. Was be careful what you do. I don't know if it was specifically like don't save that person, but just yeah, use lots. But and like lots that of, that kind of heavy back dark story. Like I, I would much rather watch that. Like I get because that's reality. I like, everybody can relate like, to maybe that like, being the and case. like nowadays and like a, a special effects heavy fucking movie society like when you can do a superhero movie where you dive into like the very very human parts of a guy that is invincible to everything on this natural earth like you can go into that human side of it that's awesome i think they have a uphill battle with the cg side and i don't i I wonder what you guys thought about the flying but like that was something that the first one and our friends at imageworks struggled i think struggled with a bit was showing him all in 3d and CG and how he uh, held up and a lot of people had issues with that. Do you think we're going to get a better CG version of probably. old I mean old, with everything that comes everything that comes through just everything tends to get a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better. You know as far as just advancements get, uh, it just depends on who does it and who how well they do it. Like I have this, no idea. This is but. what I would love to see is like like and I, this never I don't even know how I'm going to say something that's so ludicrous that it's never going to happen but like 
CG needs to take like three years and just advance and not not be in movies and just like get awesome and then <laughs> come back. Stop putting yourself in movies. Just go fix it and like, come back. Like like go away and just get really really good and then come back. And that was, like, so we just need three years of just nothing but romantic you, comedies. You, you know what? You prefaced this with being ludicrous. <laughs> that was right? yes. Okay. You know what I mean? Like 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 okay. All this you know, but like. I don't know how you pay everybody to keep researching if movies aren't coming no, out. But you know, like, that I want, was I want that. That job. was that was Avatar, right? That's what I'm he saying. He wrote that in like '95. That's what I'm saying. Like he put whatever, whatever they're they're, they're not admit, admitting as part of the production budget was like 500 million dollars <laughs> he put into developing this thing. But like the that 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 world held up. There's a lot of stuff you watch now, and you're like, come on. Well, like I would have much rather watched a kind of a, a lesser stunt. Done more. I thought real. he said that right when that one of his main. Th- There's been a couple of movies since that directors have came back out and made, but said, "I I always wanted to do this. No, I just physically like, couldn't." I do think it. even still, like like some of those movies where those directors said it and were like, "Should have waited another year. <laughs> <laughs> Should have waited." So you know, like are they just. I get tired of like, let's make it huge and two planes are gonna crash and it's gonna be and it's just like. So on that very note, I had a very similar thought uh, over the last week there's been three different trailers for movies that are coming out that involve post-apocalyptic yeah, stuff. I was going to touch on this. Yeah. So, the so there's Pacific, there's Pacific Rim. Earth, Earth, which uh, one's Pacific Rim? Pacific Rim, Oblivion, after Earth. and After Earth. After Earth. Wait, which one's Pacific Rim? It's Guillermo del Toro's awesome. fucking That's the problem. Mechs versus Monsters. It's How the did I miss shit. that one? Oh my god, it's so cool. Is it, is it pause, out? Can we pause the podcast Jason. for two and a half minutes? <laughs> so no. can is it out? What? Can I finish my thought? Yeah, sorry. So the <laughs> so excited. there's this this I don't know there's this post apocalyptic huge big we're trying to make these blockbusters the world's gonna end we better get them out and I feel like it's gotten to a point like I'm watching all of these and it's gotten to a point now where it's spectacle and we're trying to make a big spectacle CG you know summer blockbuster movie and it's it's starting to become noise and I hate to admit that but it's starting to get to that point I think this is what you're touching on where it's like. It kind of feels similar to the last one. I watch Oblivion. I'm kind of like that feels kind of similar to After Earth. And I watched After Earth. And I'm like, there's things that feel kind of similar to this. After Earth, I'm putting low. Any father son acting duo. I had Pacific the, Rim. I just the me, whole thing. Me and, you, this, and this is where me and you go the different routes. I got amped. Like literally, I need to watch Pacific. Rim. I wished all the trailers on Sorry. iTunes were all like that. Yeah. When I finish, <laughs> I'm like, guys, like because there's been for so long. There has been, in my opinion, one. Maybe two films I get amped to see every so often. Now that they're like coming full circle and starting to do this crazy post-apocalypse, I've I like, always I loved like those that. movies. I like that, I like that genre. genre. So sure. seeing those back to back to back, and then seeing the Pacific Rim trailer at the DreamWorks company <laughs> oh, yeah. update so, so like, was out of fucking control. So to piggyback off that, so Guillermo, oh, this, oh it came out after I. Yeah, so okay. Guillermo, you know, he's kind of linked with DreamWorks now and stuff. So he was at our company update, and he goes, "Oh, you know, while I'm here, I'm going to show you the stuff I showed at Comic Con for Pacific Rim." And I'm just like, "Now, was what it a trailer was dude, it like footage?" It was like it was a trailer, but it, it was longer and it had more stuff in it. More than, awesome! And than, we're at the Gibson Amphitheater watching it on yeah, some on this, mega screen. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just, cr- and I mean, this fucking thing is cranked up to uh, to twelve, not even eleven. Eleven is still Screw not you, enough. Spinal Tap, exactly. Well, this, it's a concert for people listening. The Gibson Amphitheater is. Universal and it's a concert hall, so yeah. they, this this screen isn't even it's not a movie theater. No, yeah. So like when that thing came on and I'm watching this and I'm just like seeing these robots like fighting these monster <laughs> things and I'm just like, how have yes. I not seen anything or heard of this? At I've all? never even heard of it. Do you ever see Robo Jocks? 
It's, yeah. it's an 80s. Okay, right. Robo Jocks. These, these, these soldiers who get in these. Ro- it's Mech Warrior the movie. Yes. It's what, Robo Jocks versus monsters. Real steel? With, uh, no, no, bigger. <laughs> these people get in these. Mm. These. Do you think that? Did you see Robotech as a kid, like uh, the animated? No. Okay, Adam, you sorry. Just, you anyways, you know, you, awesome. but you, you see, you just said it. For me, it's now. There's all of a sudden a ton of movies like this, and so I don't know. I can't get excited about one. Like of those three I mentioned, there's one for me that stands out a little bit further. But which one? Oblivion. But mm. I uh, still all of them. I'm kind of like. Ah, you know what I mean? It's it's kind of like okay, I agree I with you. I love post-apocalyptic. I think that's great. That stuff is super super fun. I think World War Z. I'm really looking forward to. But I just I, it's kind of like I, they all start to feel like which one's which, and it's now just becoming noise. And so I don't have one to focus on. Like that's what I but look I think at. That's going to be the fun part, right? That we all go see these, and each of us maybe have our own, or both all of a sudden. But no, that's my that point. Is stood out. That my point is about what you said about being excited about something. I've been excited. I was excited about Lincoln for two years before it came out because it stood out to me as like, hey, nobody is doing a biopic about Lincoln. I just, it stood out different. Now all of a sudden I've got all kinds of uh, directors doing all types of different movies in kind of similar-ish kind of big spectacle post-apocalyptic-y yeah. kind of stuff or some big sci-fi-y kind of tie-in there. And I just don't have one to focus on. Well, I can see that too, but it's also at the day and age is – we can make those movies now, and you can make them look good now. Before, for not super expensive, either. exactly. Yeah. It's still it's getting cheaper, but I mean, you know. But we're in. There's a catch twenty two. Is um, that used to be able to save a movie? You would go to a movie and go like, I want to go see what it just looks like because it was still new and fresh. Now you can sit there and go like, okay, effects movies they're going to look good, and we're getting a lot of that stuff on now, TV now. Too. Exactly. So now yeah, a, a story really has to carry it now. Yeah. You yeah. know, you really have to have more strong stories for it to actually be a good movie, as opposed to just like, oh, that movie's awesome when this happened and this happened, and it was all just effect yeah. stuff that used to be that doesn't hold. Like now, post apocalyptic is almost is just a setting and not a draw in and of well it. that's the I mean? thing the setting is what gets me but it just I, I think with me what I what I strive for in movies and, and something I love in movies is any kind of movie trailer and I want I love trailers I too. it's something I'm, I'm addicted to it too hey. is, is is it regressing any anything that regresses me back to that kid sure sh- feeling and a lot of these that I've watched recently dude the, the, like I said the Pacific Rim I looked over I at, at Pete that. and everybody else and I had the biggest Kool-Aid smile at Josh and he just knew. Dude, I was like, was so oh, my cool. God, because it, it, it regressed me all the way back. And then all of a sudden, I'm online the other day, and it was like back-to-back, <laughs> oblivion. And then after, I'm like and – I, and I went home, and I sat and talked for the next 15 minutes how excited, like as a kid, I was that these, these cool future movies. Nobody's doing these fucking cool future movies. It's been dramas and it just yeah. shit, yeah. That, it, bad horror movies and all this crap for years. <laughs> Those are never going away. <laughs> but yeah. like – now they're Kevin now. Woods, yes. I this is this is no where I want to see them blow their money. I want to awesome. see them blow their money on this cool apocalyptic yeah. shit instead of just doing it on a soundstage. I want to see the. I want to see what the Earth looks like. Yeah. So you guys saw Pacific Rim and you think it looks cool, yeah? Yeah. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, yeah it looked pretty cool. Yeah. It's got Jax Teller. Is, is the trailer out? Like, is there an actual trailer out? Yeah. It's okay. on Devour. Okay. I uh, I saw it and I. There's one big problem for me. I did not like it, but it was not the movie's fault. It was because I instantly saw Matthew Broderick fighting Godzilla. Like, Matthew Broderick. Yep, it was it was oh, you, tie you in to Godzilla. Godzilla. That's, That's all I could uh, see. Okay. And that movie was not. I didn't. I didn't particularly like that movie. And so I'm Matthew automatically is, is definitely the best candidate for a good. Yeah, you know, yeah, for monster. Sure. But it was yeah, awesome because like when we saw when we was. saw it in in the Gibson, um, and the footage that Guillermo showed us was 
again, I had no idea what it was about. It just, None know, of us did. Which it was it really just showed cool. these two people. How did it sneak through the cracks? I, it showed these two people standing on the beach, and it was just like fog. And it was almost, it looked like a shot out of <laughs> um, Iron Giant. Yeah. And like this robot's coming. It looks like an injured robot. And then just like, it's kind of in the trailer too. And then like, you know, it just like, boom, it just falls over. I'm like, what is this giant awesome looking thing? And you still thing? didn't know. And, and you still it's didn't know. I haven't seen the trailer yet. And then oh. it just keeps going and keeps going. And you're just like, it's getting this? cooler and cooler and cooler. I'll spoil the trailer for you. <laughs> Tell you a semi right now. Just one part, which is, I think the opening lines of this thing is, Holy we, shit. We thought that aliens were going to come from outer space, but they didn't. They came from deep within the earth in a portal to outer space. And I was like, wait a minute. What now? No, it was a, it there's a portal, portal to outer space. It was there's a, a portal in the ocean. It was to deep in the dimension. Ocean. It wasn't outer okay, space. It was a dimension. It doesn't matter. Same difference. Dimension and outer you space are two down. different things. You have to go down. Where's Sean? Where's Sean? You have to go Where's down. Sean? Down. <laughs> He's right, I think. Where's Sean? You have to go down to the bottom of the ocean to find a portal to some other place. And that's where the aliens exist. I just, it was so like a, a kindergarten science fiction writer. But that's what got me. I was like, this This to me is the stupid one. I don't want a story, Jason. My God, if I go there and there's a story, I'm going to be pissed. No way, I, I want, want the whole those, package. No, no. I no, want I'm the robots excited. arm wrestling Godzilla on the Golden Gate Bridge. And that's what I saw in the trailer. That's, okay, one just, more. that's just one monster. How about one more thing? Way. Did you see the shot, like verbatim shot stolen from Monsters vs. Aliens in the trailer? Oh, with At the, the Golden, Golden Gate, Gate Bridge? Bridge? Oh, yeah. Also I mean, stolen, stolen from Giant Shark vs. Mega Octopus. So <laughs> uh, let's be clear from... who stole from whom. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Thank, you, thank you for saying whom. Whom? That's good. Whom? To whom? So, so uh, but Oblivion caught your eyes maybe being the one you'd want to see yeah. or not see? No, Oblivion was more interesting to me. Because of the actors or just what you saw the story? You like know, I Morgan hate, Freeman is and, it okay and to, Tom it, Cruise? No, it was Morgan Freeman was definitely big. I hate to say this, but Tom Cruise is not a selling point. He's not a... He's not a detriment. I'm not one of those people who's a hater on him, but he's certainly Jack it, Reacher. Mm. I'm, yeah, I'm that a hater good. of him in terms of like a person. Yeah, outside of that. Oh, he's fucking but, a nut job. But obviously. but the dude as like an nah, actor, he's fun to watch. Shit, he's a fucking phenomenal actor. See, I don't. He's I don't great. necessarily and, and basically everything he does. He's pretty much like solid. I don't find him a draw or a not favorite. a draw. He's just sort of like <laughs> all right, cool. Yeah, not a draw. Yeah. Agreed. But the thing is, you're going to get. A good performance. Sure. He's definitely super dependable. I, well, yeah. and he does his own damn stunts. So you know, I'm not gonna lie. Stunt, I, I'm. I'm. I'll, I'll go opposite. I think for me, total draw. Yeah. Like Tom yeah. Cruise, total draw. Mike like, was, I'm trying to think. Last movie I saw. What was the last movie? He did uh, Night and Day? No, something after no, that. No, he did. Well, uh, he did the last Mission Impossible. Oh, Mission Impossible. Okay, last. but I, I like Mission Impossible. Fantastic. Like, uh, Night and Day. No, he did uh, awesome. Rock of Ages. That was his last thing. Uh, yeah. Okay, I didn't see that one. He was he funny. Didn't, in it too. He, was good. he didn't turn me. No, he didn't turn me off from the film. He turned you on. It actually reminded me of Minority Report, which I yes. love a lot. Wait, Agreed. Rock of Ages? Definitely agree. <laughs> you dumbass. Some of the some of the uh, production <laughs> didn't design. feel like that. Definitely. Even, even, yeah. even, the, even the color tone. Yeah. Yeah. Of the, yep. I yeah. definitely. Agree. But that that was like a selling point to me when I said because yep. I love that movie. I love I was the gonna, movie a lot. Th- I was and then, say the exact I will same say thing. that the setup of that one, like one of the movies that I, I to this day still <laughs> will say I like, even though they bombed it, was I Am Legend. Like they fucked that movie up. They they did it wrong. It's Josh's film. I love it though. Like I still <laughs> in my brain but that's, love it. We're back to the whole thing. I love that genre. No, that's what I'm saying. So like the idea that that he was this like in the in the trailer for uh, Oblivion that he's like this last guy on an earth that has been destroyed and is no longer like like that it's whole a great like, premise. You get a, yeah. you get a psyche of a guy that's like I'm this is this is the shit did job. Any, like, did anyone I, else want to see him meet Wally? <laughs> somebody wrote that. I saw no. that. I saw somebody mention that. No. The thing though that I found. 
then I saw I watched Oblivion first, and then I saw After Earth after that. Outside of the accents, <laughs> yeah, see, out, outside of the accent, <laughs> the accent Will Smith had, that was the only thing that bothered me. Oh, see, I thought he that was the only great, good part. Really? <laughs> I, I love the line when the he tells his part. son, do you, I'm like, these, cre- you know where we the, are. these creatures have been developed to kill humans. Yeah. You know where we are? Did you like the line of that, fear is a choice? Name one person that can control fear like that. It's not that. fear is no, a choice. No, uh, like fear is a choice. He said it was. It's not that. Yeah, it's not quite like that. It's, fear is like a thought. It's a thought created by you. Now, danger. No, then, then danger is it. real, and fear is a choice. Yeah, I'll buy that. Yeah. What person can control their fear like that? Just go. I'm not afraid of this. Fear is an irrational thing that triggers a flight or fight response in yeah. a human being. No. If you like, can control that, I think my brain is so powerful that I can. I think there's probably some people in the military. How about the you know SEAL Team Six who goes into a, yeah. a building where they know everybody wants to kill them? I think so what so they have done. Control it. I think those people have trained that certain things can, certain things can be uh, trained against, right? But not all fear. Like that was like, what if one of those dudes is afraid of clowns? You think that you can his just ability to rationalize? I am a I bet lot. His, I bet honestly, I bet his ability to rationalize out fear is greater than the fear. Yes. Like his ability to be like, like because he can rationalize the fears, I, I think know. he could get out of it. So with me though, I, I, I don't think SEAL Team Six is scared of clowns. First off, that's dope. That'd be a good movie. To, to, to quote somebody, I got, Atlantic I, Rim. I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> <laughs> that's to tell you everything you need to know. All a predator. All my life lessons I take from predator. Is that uh, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, Carl? No, no, that's a Carl. I ain't got time to believe. It's is it uh, in the Jesse the Body? Yeah, yes. it's Jesse the Body. No, but with After Earth, After Earth, After Earth, Earth. Earth. Welcome to Earth. <laughs> um, <laughs> another Will Smith. Quote. Another Will Smith. <laughs> Plug. Uh, no, I'm actually. While I think Oblivion is going to be a better movie than After Earth, I'm more excited for After Earth. Yeah. Because of the fact, because so of the father and son story. Well, not because of that, but because uh, with Oblivion, oh. you have supporting cast. You have something to actually yeah. make this movie. With After Earth, you just saw those two characters. It's almost like a fight or flight sort of thing, like as you say, version of Castaway. You know, it's yeah. going to be heavily relied on these characters. So I'm way more interested to see how that works and how that plays up than I am Oblivion, which I yeah. know is going to be I what think it that's is. Well said. Yeah. I have a problem well with. I think I've just there's a lot of like publicity like Will Smith and and how he handles. His, I just have a problem him with and son? him and, and his son. And you know I, who's directing it, right? His wife? No, <laughs> M Night Shyamalan. Oh yeah, oh, is, that, is that, that an was a big yeah, concern? Yeah. That was also Shyamalan. You know, you know, that's that. funny. I forgot about it, but I think that also tainted it for me. Oh, oh yeah, totally, totally tainted it. You, it, it trying, brings your expectations low, but you know that's what, why no, I'm, I'm way more. I'm way more. I'm too. I'm trying really hard to not let that sway me because. It's not swaying me. It's just making me more anxious yep. and, and excited to see Did it, you, how it's Will going Smith's to be. part of the crew who can pick the movies he wants to do. He's yeah. in the top probably oh, three. Yeah. So I'm hoping, this is my hope, that between his agent and him, there was enough story there to yeah. know this guy I, I probably agree. can't fuck it that, up. That is, I agree. Like, That's I, my hope. That's I, my I hope. do really like I think Will you're Smith, gonna, and I think he is good. You know this, the not scene in Man in the, Black 2. The scene in the trailer where he's a good actor, the kid though. is flying away from the eagle with the wingsuit? Yeah. I think he's going to get caught. And then they're going to realize that they were dead the whole time. Is that the twist? Stupid. Spoiler alert. Jeez, Spoiler yeah, alert. at least announce. So, hey, keep it on the, keep it on the, keep <laughs> it on the movie. What, what am I spoiling? <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't reference anything. I bet you did. You know something. <laughs> Only those who know. <laughs> Only those who so know. Let's, hey, let's, I want to keep on the movie kick real fast. I finally, because you mentioned this, World War Z is coming mm-hmm. out and there's a trailer. I finally finished the audiobook. 
which for anybody oh. listening who has not listened to this, now Josh has been trying to tell me for years, this is the coolest audio book I've ever listened to in my life. Don't say anything because I got it coming for Christmas. Um, I've seen a movie then. You not got saying it anything. It is for Christmas. You already know your Christmas gift. Well, I hope you only asked for like if you, just, if you only asked for like two things. Exactly. The story is read by different actors for each of the stories, oh. which makes it, in my opinion, just fascinating. How long is it? Uh, two days. I uh, listened to it for literally two days. Forty-eight hours straight. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Hunger Games took forever for all three books. This took two days at work, so you'll get through it. But it's cool because they brought in actors. So each, cool. uh, not giving anything away. It's it's these mini sub stories, <sighs> which. Brings me back to the movie and 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 how I can see now why people are upset when you see the trailer. It's it's apparent that they're not doing these little mini series stories, which I I think it would be cooler if HBO would just dish over money and do these as, as small segments. But after watching the trailer, I still fucking want to see it, and I thought it looked cool. This is one of those. That's like, just me. This is one of those throw like throwbacks to the conversation about like overuse of CG. Watching those very very CG zombies climb over the wall, I was like. Eh. Yeah. I'm done. I'm actually like, with I'm you there. I'm fucking done. Yeah. Like I, like I, remember, I check out on that stuff though. But I, I, and I'll, I'll still see it. I'll still absolutely see. It. I just get annoyed. Like we why? can do better. Like, why? Why do that? You that? could have two thousand stunt people out there climbing. No, on top no, of each no. Other. I'm not saying that. But yes. Do it differently. And you know how much you can pay them? Squat. You pay them squat. Not, you yeah. got Compared stunt, to the free CG stunt. guys. Or, or, CG guys or the one free? Dan. No, I'm saying. Let me name it here. The one Dan Warm who I know worked on those shots. So you have one Dan Warm. Yep. Who does that in massive? Yep. Yeah. Or you have, you call the union, SAG typically. I need two thousand stunt that artists is be who to create the human wall. No, you don't pay the you don't pay the extras. Yes, you do. No, you don't. I would hear. Do you, you don't have, be do a SAG. You, you don't be a SAG show. It, Done. What? <laughs> this is a, a whole separate okay, conversation. One, where one, one, one hiring Brad Pitt puts you into the SAG budget <laughs> instantly. <laughs> Adam, back me up there. Yeah. You know, no, you know how shows turn. But anyway, all right. Like, let's have that conversation then. <laughs> show, I don't know if you really know how unions <laughs> work. <laughs> I'm in a union, so then you Not should the know union. how unions work. I'm well, saying, don't unions. be a union show. You can choose to be a union show or not. You you, you don't can't get, get union <laughs> people, right? Actually, I don't even know. Any. No, 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 they can't. It, it, one, the show turns when you hit a budget amount. Yeah, okay. the budget amount. I, if I Adam Kerr, I don't wrong. know. I don't to, know a lot to go, of that to, stuff. Go, to go sag. My, what I was told at one point to go sag. The, the show budget had to hit a million. Yeah. Anything after a million, the show turns. Whether you want it to or not, the show turns at a million dollars. And now all the stuff comes with that because the grips. Everybody has. Now a lot of people want that because a lot of people to get their union cards like grips, lighters, yeah, you whatnot. Days, you have that on union shows. Yes. And a lot of them only get that because they started on a show that turns. Because technically, because they the can't thing. get hired, you can't onto a union. You show. can't technically work on union show unless you're union, but you can't join a union unless you have union days. So, so yeah, catch twenty. So, so yeah. the irony, the funny part about that is, is just by saying, "Hey, Brad Pitt, we want you in," you've blown your budget. Yeah, right. You're instantly now a union show. Just I'm sure, that guy only made we like twelve bucks on that movie. Sure, that's what they said. He got a ten spot for Brad. Me, Brad, we're, Brad, we're shooting to stay non-union exactly. on this one. What? Well, oh, why would then, you guys want to do that? You We're looking do, for a 2000 man stunt. You can't do DGA. You can't get a director that's in the union. You can't do like a lot of this. I would just stuff. love the conversation sitting in there. The director yeah. would go, here's the deal. We're doing no CG. I want a 2000 man human wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's trying to sell it to the producer. And the producer's face We're is like, pay you squat. that's going to what? I don't know. You go to, Jason. go to New Zealand. They hired out like 40,000 extras. You know? Those orcs were real. I'm pretty sure. So we stoked about The Hobbit? <laughs> yep. In the room? 
Yeah, I I haven't followed it quite as much as I think I'd like to have. Like at Lord when this time in Lord of the Rings, I was much more into the hype, <laughs> and this is like, oh yeah, I definitely want to see it, but I haven't yeah. been following it as closely. Yeah, I want to see it. I want to see it. Are you gonna I'm see not, it in three D? No. Yeah, what do you think of the film? Shoot I'm gonna see it. Shooting I'm gonna see it how he shot it. I'm gonna see it. I want to see it how he wants it now presented. You, even with people saying you get sick, uh, you know, and, I'll do it. And, well, here's the thing: uh, most of the time when I go actually see movies, um, I go to the ArcLight down in the street. And that's the worst 3D, yeah, those glasses theater <laughs> that you can actually watch it at. Yes, if, if they were a real D um, uh, cinema, I would I would do it. Yeah, but yeah. if not, I'd sit there and I will always go just. 2D as opposed to 3D. So where is it? Is it playing? Horrible. Is it playing a lot of places in you know HFR 3D the whole nine yards? I'm guessing. I don't I'm know. guessing it's. Probably I, I don't know. If, I don't know if the. I just looked up because we're going to go up to Seattle. The Boeing IMAX is playing it. I don't know if it's HFR or not. Okay. But what's, I, I want to high HFR frame high frame rate. Okay. I, Do I you want to explain s- that real fast, Chase, to people who might not know what we're talking about? Yeah, so for anyone who doesn't, films for the last 120 years have been shot. That's not quite true. I think it's like 70 years. Have been shot uh, with a certain frame rate. That means that uh, 24 frames per second. So every second that goes by, 24 pictures will be taken. And so if you ever watch a film and it, uh, it feels like maybe it's slightly slower than a soap opera, it's because a soap uh, soap opera television is shot at thirty frames per second, so thirty pictures Almost per second. Almost all television. Uh, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of most television now. Is, stuff. Yeah, there's most a lot of like most television now is actually shot twenty four, and then it's gone it's through an upconverted. Yeah. So, um, so the idea here is that for for years and years and years and years, uh, theater going audience in the world has been uh, conditioned to the look of twenty four frames a second. That has become a visual style of movie going. And it is very slow. It's only 24 pictures per second. And so what but James Cameron and Peter Jackson have done is have come in and said, we actually want to double that. We want to basically say we want to have 48 frames per second, so 48 pictures per second, which makes things much less stroby. So in high, high action sequences where you have a character that goes across the screen really fast, instead of happening in two pictures where it feels like, hey, they're on the left side, they're on the right side, bam – you're actually getting four. You'd get left side, you know, semi-middle, semi-middle, right side. So you're actually getting to see more of the action because there's more pictures and you play it back at a higher frame rate. The uh, controversy here is that, and it's also, sorry, side note, it's supposed to be a lot better for 3D because 3D is also suffers uh, heavily from high action stropiness. The controversy is that uh, when people are seeing it, they feel like it feels like a fake Spanish soap opera because it's being played back so much faster and for years we've been conditioned that that is lower budget that actually having a slower frame rate is a higher budget just because visually we've been conditioned that way so when they've done a lot of test screenings with the hobbit it's not the response has not been great because people are just they think it feels fake even though there's nothing wrong with it the production budget is higher than anything it also it kind of, in a way, <clears throat> creates that same effect if a TV has too high of a refresh rate. Yeah. So people... 120 hertz. Yeah. It's, a lot of people sit there and, like, you know, the TV will boast, hey, this is, you know, 120 hertz, 240. Uh, you know, and they have these super high refresh rates and people are like, higher number, the better. Yeah. You know, just because it can do it doesn't mean you should do it. Right. You know, so that's what whenever Turn people have off. those off, <laughs> have that cranked up like that. That's why people see it gets rid of motion blur and it creates that soap opera looking effect. As you, you, say. you touched on it best, which is 
going from point A to point B fast. And the hundred for people listening who have these TVs, it it is great for sports. It's great for basketball. It's great for football for those reasons. Yeah. And and, and games. Games is the other thing where it's really good to have that high refresh rate. The second you turn that on, and people who have it now probably aren't. Even, my parents did, and I had to turn it off because they didn't know any better. It's like looking at. I, I was equivalent to like bad cammed. Like if I was walking around the house with a video camera and was streaming it right to my TV, yeah. this is what you'd be looking at. Yeah. But the funny part about it is, and this is, I think this is why Peter Jackson and James Cameron are continuing to push it, even though it's been a little bit negative. Uh, the response is because it's we've been visually conditioned for it to look cheap because a home theater camera shoots at thirty frames a second, uh, where you know high end equipment you have to tune it to be able to shoot 24 frames a second. So the high-end stuff is 24. Well, now it doesn't matter. With digital, you can shoot whatever the heck you want. It doesn't matter. So it's just a matter of breaking that threshold of this is what people have come to expect. And it's the same thing about like, hey, you have to pay more for your car now because – there, uh, you need air, airbags and everything, right? Where someone's like, I don't want airbags, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to pay more money. Well, guess what? You, it's going to happen, right? It's just <laughs> well, wave of the future. It's will 48 frames save me in a crash? Yes. Okay, good. And actually, I, I should specify, I believe it's 48. I believe they want to double the frame rate. But there's also ah. talk about a 60 frame per second. Yeah. Uh, I'm not this sure is, what the difference This is one of those things that, like, I mean, you're, you're right. The brain is conditioned, and I think that's exactly the problem. Like, my thought is I go into these things where it's like, okay, this is how this guy intended for this to be viewed. I mean, you know, you can you can sure, listen to sure, everybody's – you can li- listen to everybody's whatever. But, like, I, you kind of put – you put a director on a little bit of a pedestal. You say, I trust, I trust you with this, you know, this book. And I trust you – you know, I trust Peter Jackson with – I will trust him now for the future for pretty much anything he picks up. I'd be like, okay, I trust you to adapt that or whatever because of, you know, King Kong – Whatever, uh, but the Lord of the Rings movies; those ones were so fantastic. I'm like, you want you want to do it how you want to do it? I'll see it how you did it. Like, and then reserve judgment until I've seen it. And if it's this conditioning thing, you got to kind of go, okay, maybe I just need to watch it a bunch. But I think it's worth seeing something how the director wants it presented. I think there's a I do big too. value in that. <laughs> but at the same time, <clears throat> he's been getting flack for this be- for a while now. It has been like you know he's shown yeah. test stuff he's shown yeah. like this and he's, now he's and he's just, and he's spent millions and millions of dollars to do that now to go back and like reshoot things to do this like stuff he, oh well going. here's the thing he's he's sitting there and he's like oh, whether he wanted to commit or not yeah. he has to yeah. like it's like so now he's owning it now saying, he's sitting there good. he's just this like I'm sorry want, this is this know? is what I did this is I don't I don't I having listened to him in interviews I mean I suppose you never know. I honestly believe, having been to enough like industry conferences, he truly believes in the medium. I, I think he does too. But what I'm saying is, you know, whether or not he did or not, he's in it. He's in it. No, the even if, if he sat there and he decided, I don't fucking like this, there's no way he would have admitted <laughs> I, that I, or pulled out. I shit. think it's the same with Jeffrey in 3D or oh, anybody 100%. trying to. That. You, you're, you're in. You're in, right? Yeah. Of course, you it's have so. to sell your product, yeah. right? You know, you got to be like, hey, you convinced. We, I love 3D. You convinced every 3D. theater in the yeah. nation to go buy one of these big fancy projectors. You African that's your- Child, that's the best song ever. <laughs> I brushed my teeth to it. I just, yeah, I'm, I'm curious. Get into the Greek. Come on, Jason. I'm curious what it does buy us, though, and I and I guess that's what I'll really be looking for is what what is it? It's the same as like you try to sell me, a, you know, Sony right now, you know, pre- propping this. Uh, this 4K TV they're they're trying to sell for twenty five thousand bucks. Worth it. <laughs> okay, 
right, screw, right. You know, but the argument, yeah, the argument is like, four K. Okay, there's okay. I'm I'm lucky to watch. You know, media right now at home at 1080p. Yeah. I'll take convenience um, in a lower quality over inconvenience. No, no, no I'm in just saying quality. the quality of 1080p compared to 4K on my home TV. No, totally. You so know what true. I mean? That's you know what I mean? So true. But like, um, I'm saying, I'm saying that line, like right now, like a quick like plex. I'll take convenience of having a shit ton of movies in my hand versus the yep. quality of maybe only having like three full Blu-ray. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, sure. But I, I feel like that about this. I'm like, okay, well. You know what? What? It, what is it buying me? Am I seeing something yeah. different? Like what's happening? Is it raining? That's that's the rain. <laughs> oh shit! Wow. Burgers. Interesting. You rode your bike, didn't you? Yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> you. I, that was. I, sorry. I just just kind of registering. This is a whole separate conversation. You just which is you said again. you said something earlier that I think is really resonating with me, which is, I think I was kind of indifferent to the idea of like. A high frame rate, I didn't really have a strong preference. I think it will make 3D easier to look at, but it didn't really bother me one way or the other. But I think that's interesting what you say about that's the way the director intended it. I'm sorry, this is delayed. No, that's because I've followed suit with you when you were saying if the, like, and this this was heavily with animated movies because that's kind of where the 3D really, really started. But you said if it was, if it was, or even really any movie, if it was post-converted, don't see in 3D. Absolutely. If it was shot in 3D, see it in 3D. And I was like, I've kind of tried to stick to that. If Absolutely. it was shot in 3D, I'll see it in 3D. Because I don't think, I, I don't think, and maybe this 48 frames per second is that same kind of risky up front. Like 3D, the first 3D movies were risky and didn't do so well. I mean, like you can, whatever were the first one, not like Captain EO, like, but like the first kind of big Hollywood in the last... Five years or however long, Hollywood. You know, 2000, I think. 2007. But like, was risky and it it, uh, it, it turned people first, off and people were like, no, one. that's weird. Like, uh, there was a lot of that, I'm sure. And maybe this. And I, while I think 3D is still not really, really ready for home use, like consumption, I think it is. I think it's really getting there for theater. I think that a lot of movies now are. Well, I thought Prometheus to me was the first live action one that I saw that I. That was really good. I mean, I, Avatar. I, I, I thought Avatar was, really and that was shot I, I, in 3D. Yes, and I like actually I liked it better than Avatar's 3D because Avatar I think struggled from the action scenes uh, heavily. Yeah, on it being too much for me. I think I'm tainted too because I just Avatar was just fucking Prometheus though. Man, dude, I, I'm I'm still kind of the blown single away, most man. gorgeous 3D. Yeah, I'm did, still kind of blown away. Did you see Sanctum? No. I did not know because that was James Cameron's. I put a bunch of tech into a movie after Avatar. And the underwater 3D in that movie was like mind blowing. Is like, it just like a documentary? No, no, no. It's uh, they get it's caught some, they get spelunking, spelunking, if you will. Which is a yeah. word that's is that's a very very a, dangerous. It's a, it's thing. a horror movie. Or it's something? a very it's, a it's not like it's 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 the non horror version of Descent. Yeah, so okay. there's no aliens. Yeah, but spelunking sounds the most innocent thing you could do. But let's go spelunking. Let's go spelunking. Anyway. Spelunking, not spelunking. Spa. Okay. Um, where did we go with that? <laughs> we really digress. It's getting late. You know, honestly, I think I think you I think I think you did. You hit the nail on the head. And I think I as much as I was probably gonna see it in two D, I kinda being that we work in film and I say this to everybody in this room, we probably should see what that's like. And I should it, for me personally, I, I kind of do want to know. I want to know what 48 frame looks like. I oh, want to know in 3D. I, and I, I, at Seagraph this year, they, you know, James Cameron had a, did a whole talk, and he had a whole thing about high frame rate. And you know, the, the footage was great. I mean, it was really, really interesting and compelling stuff. I think everybody's complaint out there is very valid. Okay. To you me, felt like that when you watched to it. To me, well. it felt I saw all the problems that it solved, and it also felt cheap because I was visually conditioned that way. Yeah. 
I told myself that over and over and over again. And by the end, I, I told myself, okay, I see the benefits of it. Like I still think I am conditioned visually for this, but I've bought into the idea of I'm not afraid of it. Do you think you rationalized out the fear? Boom! Full circle! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is wow. good. No, I'm just kidding. Wow. Seriously, we should probably wrap it up on that, that, was, uh, that was That was pretty, that was pretty awesome. So was, we will... The fact that you said afraid, I was like, I was already, the second you said I rationalized, I was like, I'm throwing this out. I'm throwing this out. And then he said, here, afraid of... Do we want to do, do we wanna end on a little little subject of we won't be here for a while? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, so I, Adam and I are both uh, headed up to the great white north of Seattle. Great white door. And, uh, Probably going to be raining. White fang. And by way, white, I don't actually mean Canada. Um, so we will be out of town for several <laughs> but weeks. But there so will be a lot of white people at the house. Nerd. Not to say that the show can't go on without us, but I think we're all sort of breaking for the holidays. Uh, you guys in town? Yes. We are? Yes, we are. Party we'll, at my house this weekend? Exactly. Nice. We'll be making sweet love to each other. Sweet. Uh, so we, so Nerdtastic and 3D We uh, will be Love down that. for the count for probably three to four weeks, uh, unfortunately. Also, belated happy birthday to our young LeBravo over Yay. here. Happy birthday. Yeah, Josh. We rocked it. What are you, 32? I am 32. We actually went, Jason. You you would have enjoyed this. Did you go to Adam the Echo? Did. Echo, Echo. And, and this was a place where white men go to die. <laughs> it. I've never... <laughs> you, were, you, were, you were uncool if you danced... Good. I had a but I so I had a black button up shirt yeah. and I walked in feeling way over. I mean, yeah. way for just having a button up shirt, you would have been overdressed with your flannel shirt. I, a man was dancing so hard on the dance floor, his shoe fell off. <laughs> so, no, this <laughs> happened. A- Adam's garb is this is probably a solid. little bit more appropriate. The, wow! <laughs> every one of my Adidas jackets would have been better. And than it what was I was funky wearing. soul night. It was funky. So it was soul just night. awesome. If you know the Carlton, like this guy oh. fucking. They had, they had a giant screen playing old Soul Train dancers. Oh, so wow. we just tried to emulate that. But it was great because it was mostly just bad rhythmic white people. Yeah. And we walked in, and somebody pointed out right away. They're like, "This." I think Van did that. When we walked in, there was only <laughs> ten people. And in most nightclubs, if there's only ten people in the club, they're at the bar, they're drinking. All ten people were dancing, <laughs> and they could care less <laughs> who was around them. They were cutting a rug by themselves. Yeah. Came alone, left yeah. alone. Yeah. But I'm here to dance. Exactly. <laughs> Don't make me dance. Don't they, make me dance. I, I I was blown away the entire night. I by had that place. so much fun. I, I had a blast. So, <laughs> so yes. So go ahead. I'm really so hold on, out. but we really just let's just all remember that earlier joke I made that really is where the thing should have ended. About the fear thing. Mm. Just remember that. <laughs> so ladies and <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, very, very Merry Christmas yeah, from Feliz everyone. Navidad. Happy Hanukkah. Kwanzaa. Wish everyone a safe and happy holidays. And Rumspringer, whenever that is. And uh, we will, we have not, I know you're probably suspiciously wondering why we have not done the Nerdtastic Game of the Year edition. <laughs> Do you think anybody is? We've only, that's, that's only a one year thing. Do you We've think only, some, it's, an, it's a tradition. We've the only first annual? Yeah. I just so, wonder if anybody's actually wondering. We will now, we will be doing the Game of the Year. We decided uh, since we are three men down this evening, we like to first wait until. The year. Everybody's back. So first of the year, we'll sum up first the podcast of the year, not necessarily on January, Thank you. which I Thank think you. is mid month. I believe so. January, Looking probably around the sixteenth. I think somewhere there. So uh, bear but with you, us. But th- you can catch most of us on Xbox. Absolutely. 
probably playing some Spartan Ops, which we didn't get to talk about. Okay, hey, no one's going to play that, but the Black Ops people can come and find me. So no one's going to play that. So ladies and gentlemen, this has been Nertastic in 3D, episode number 47. My name is Jason Carter. I'm Jack Geckler. I'm Josh Sabrat. Rationalize your fears, Adam McFarland. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. That'd be all it is. We'll see you later. Happy New so- Year! Nertastic, 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 Nertast